Thank you, nature, for your wind <laughs> blessings. spooky stuff as we do yes we are the media analysis podcast that discusses the real life scientific weather related reasons behind our cinematic fears uh we're closing out this series of uh what i like to call natty zasters (laughs) i like that you didn't tell me that beforehand because it's ridiculous good uh i've been dying to call it that but i keep forgetting (laughs) So I was like, this That's is my good. last chance to call yeah, them disasters. So <laughs> for natural disasters, uh, we're closing it out talking about tornadoes today. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been quite uh, an adventure of, of being afraid of our environment, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, it, I have a long history of it. I was just like, tornadoes, I used to have nightmares about them forming, like, like specifically i remember vividly when i was like 10 years old there was a tornado that formed in the walmart parking lot near my house and i like it was like a small it was like a mini guy like it was very little it was it just like moved around some carts and but but it was like on the news and i remember being like new fear activated tornadoes are a threat to my existence um and like was very scared i was like that's it's either that or a giant wave from far away will take me yeah well growing up in florida we had tornado drills at school um and i do recall one summer when i was very young there was a time when I was panicked because my parents were out working and there was mm-hmm. a tornado warning. So not watch, warning, yeah. like it was imminent. Uh, and the woman who was taking care of me uh, <laughs> at the time, like put us in a bathtub and then put a mattress over us. Like that's Smart. how like worried we were that it was going to happen. Um, it didn't. We were safe and my mom was safe. But I just remember being like, oh, my gosh, this is the end that's it. (laughs) We're going to get taken by big winds. Uh, It's just like the Wizard of Oz. Um, But that's like the only like tornado that I recall from growing up. But I mean, being from Florida, uh, we had hurricanes. Every year we have we have hurricane season. And so there was actually one time in high school where we missed an entire month of school because of four consecutive hurricanes so it was just like one after the other and they were all different categories i don't think any were larger than a category three that that um time but it was like just so frequent that we couldn't even like recuperate from Mm -hmm. the last one before the next one came and like we were out of power for like a good week and like we were living off of the dehydrated like army meals Wow. Like, and we had those for we had those for like the rest of the year because they get they, the 
I remember the the army came up and they gave us all these like dehydrated <laughs> meals and stuff and like some of them were pretty good actually <laughs> but yeah. it was like really weird and my uncle had to use a boat to get out of its house like he could not leave like he couldn't get anywhere without this boat that would then take him to a road where we can like pick him up that's that's wild that's fu- like both scary and fun yeah i mean as like a as a kid it was like exciting because it was different. Yeah. I was like, I don't have to go to school, and like, and they were smaller. <laughs> like, it's still dangerous, but like, there were times like in middle school where I would like go outside in the middle of a hurricane, and it would just be like windy. And I'd be like, yeah. "This is cool. I'm in the wind. Uh, <laughs> I'm stronger than a hurricane." And that's not true. Hurricanes are really dangerous. Um, yeah. And when I came up here, so there was the. The earthquake that happened when I came up to Philly. And then there was Sandy. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, I was like, I'm sorry that I brought this. And I remembered that I was like, I have to overreact more than I would usually because this is a place that isn't used to hurricanes. Like we, our worlds were like designed around her. Like you have hurricane proof windows. It's ingrained in like your schooling. Uh, We don't have like basements most of the time because they would just flood anyway. Like it's just how it works. So being up here, I was like, no, I have to like freeze water and I have to fill up the bathtub and I have to like school all my friends to know what to do because no one knows like no one has to deal with those here (laughs) and I was just like oh hurricane we're ready do that all the time (laughs) well that's good at least you're prepared (laughs) yes I don't remember learning about hurricanes we just had flooding a lot but it wasn't like big wind it was like big water and I remember having to like wade through the water, but it wasn't like the kind of water that had stuff in it. So like you were like, worst thing you're gonna get here is like a small fish, and like, mm-hmm. and that's not. Or it's stress. just like gross water. Yeah, it's just like gross like creek water. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that was. You the just extent. say creek water. Yeah, because that's what we <laughs> called it. Was the creek. <laughs> For people who might not know what that is, that's a creek. Yes. <laughs> the cat is referring to as crick, um, as they do uh, in the South as well, called the crick. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, hurricanes are really scary. And I did originally want to do hurricanes. Um, yeah. But, like, all I could think of was that film Hurricane Heist that we Yo, did. Yo, what a fun <laughs> time. Super funny, Absurdity ridiculous. Absurdity and just fun. There's also Crawl, which is where the gator is in the house because of a hurricane. So it's no. not. Ex- I mean, the hurricane is a big part of it, but it's not. It's more about the gator that's in your house, and it is really. I scary. will <laughs> never watch that film, and we've had unless the discussion. We do have, unless we do cat reacts videos, <laughs> make you watch. I it. really don't want to watch it, <laughs> uh, but you might have to. We'll see. Um, yeah, Yay. I really want to do hurricanes because hurricanes are scary. And there's also a really good book called Isaac Storm, which is is like a fictional nonfiction. <laughs> it's like a re- mm. it's like a dramatized retelling, but it's all facts about uh, the hurricane that hit Texas right before we were able to like when we were on the cusp of learning how to predict them, and mm. so people were like, you know being like really passive about the guy who was like, no, there's a really big storm coming. It just attacked like the, we just got communication like really delayed because this is old times from these islands that are close by that they got hit pretty bad and we're going to get like, we're going to lose it. And so many people died and it's actually really scary. Um, I think I read that in my 
Jellywood class. But um, <laughs> but we're, today we're going to be talking about tornadoes specifically. Yes. Um, welcome. Which is tornadoes. still scary. Yeah. Don't welcome the tornadoes. They're scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to be nice so they don't murder us. Sure. Thank you, That's... nature, for your wind <laughs> blessings. Yeah. I, it's The other ones, it's like you know, earthquakes and the earth is like mad and then it like enriches the soil. But I remember we were like, but why do we, why live where tornadoes are? Like why live in tornado alley? Like it's like, it's just pastures and farms that are going to be destroyed by tornadoes. Um, (laughs) Don't I don't like, I get, you can't, some, a lot of people can't move, especially like there's a lot of land there. It's nice, but it's all flat. It's danger. Because I lived in Kansas. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, because they're so random, like the technology to predict them, like they can warn that there is a chance, but like the quickness of it, the way that some will pop down, it's like very quick. Mm-hmm. And technically they can happen anywhere, which is like, it's nothing to do with the fault lines. Yeah. If you're in the ring, just, you're not in the ring of fire. Like it's just really just like wind decides <laughs> it wants to destroy. It chooses yeah. violence. And we must deal with the repercussions of its choice of violence. Yeah, that's it. This is the mm-hmm. answer. But it can happen um, anywhere. Like, it's more yeah. likely to happen in areas oh, there. where... Oh, there. Bam. Yeah. Here it is. Doing it. But <laughs> still, it can happen yeah. anywhere. Everyone is at threat of tornado. So. Um, yes. And we'll we'll talk about, like, the predicting of, because that's the heart of the film that we watched. Because we watched Twister, which is classic, 1996. I was afraid of Twister when I was younger. Same. Kat, I think you said that as well. I was like, this is scary. This is not a fun movie. This is horror. <laughs> I watched it literally obsessively to prepare. Like, that was a thing that I did as a teen. I was like, this is on TNT. And I'm going to watch it as many times as it's on TNT. And we're going to learn. Well, in my section, we'll see if what you learned is even appropriate. <laughs> if you actually were getting the knowledge that you needed. Or if you would have been dead because of what they gave to you. So let's find out. Um, so the film. Let me tell you what Twister is about. When a freak hurricane swamps Los Angeles, nature's deadliest killer rules sea, land, and air as thousands of sharks terrorize the waterlogged populace. That's Sharknado. It's here, baby. I knew it was a matter of time. We're going to rope it in. (laughs) Sharknado. Yeah, Tara Reid, I'm looking at you. (laughs) Do you know there's six Sharknado films? Six. Oh. Six films. About Sharknado. About that once in a lifetime absolutely absurd occurrence that is impossible happens six times in the lore of Sharknado world. Cool. So, cool. yeah. Anyone who doesn't know what Sharknado is, I don't know what you're doing. I watched the first one and it was fun. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. I have it's heard super of it. silly. It's super silly. It's, it's very clearly not taking itself seriously and that's fun. Like it doesn't need to be science. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what is it? Abs- like, I remember when it first came out, I was like, and this was from 2013. I was like, imagine pitching this. Like, oh, disaster movie, tornado, and there's sharks. And people were like, yes, money. Here we go. Sci-fi was like 100% funded. I'm <laughs> here for it. Uh, and that's how it happens. And now there's I think that's them. the key, Gabe, that we've been missing is you just got to really just go in as absurd as possible, yet simplistic. Yeah. Absurd we keep trying to like 
say, say things stuff? with our yeah. work. We keep trying to be political. We're trying to inspire and motivate a population. But really what we got to do is just put two crazy things together and just have a wacky time. Yeah. That's the Spiders goal. plus earthquakes. It's They paid money plus for that. fire breathing. Don't forget. Yeah. You need to <laughs> add that in. It's important. Yeah. Avalanche plus sharks. Yeah. Don't ask us how it works. It just does. Okay. Figure it out. Um, or yeah. you can do it seriously, like crawl, which is actually really scary. <laughs> so. Tornadoes plus aliens. Option. Why not? Why not? Yeah, that is we option. We could do it. Yeah. Sharks in space. Just throwing it out. It seems promising, you know. Be. It really just seems like a really solid A1 idea. Yeah. I think we should do it. Hire us. Okay, cool. Excellent. <laughs> but <laughs> Twister, which we actually watched, and it is from 1996. I was five years old. I was a baby. Uh, nice. Bill and Joe Harding, advanced storm chasers on the brink of divorce, must join together to create an advanced weather alert system by putting themselves in the crosshairs of extremely violent tornadoes, as you do. Um, directed mm-hmm. by Jean de Bont. Uh, I nice. hope I'm saying your name right. It's not just like Jan de Bont. Which is also appropriate. Um, could be that. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I was afraid of Twister when I was younger because it is scary. There was a ride at Universal Studios. It's most likely not there anymore because it's all changed. Uh, but it was a Twister ride, and I refused to go in because I was afraid of it. And my mom was like, you just went on Jaws. Like, why? how can you <laughs> go on Jaws? Which is scary because the shark does get you. And then... <laughs> didn't not be in this twister ride so she forced me to go to this twister thing and it was really boring it was just wind they just blew wind and then you saw the cl- the cow fly and i was okay. like cool <laughs> i was like wow i'm so disappointed that that's what that was um the potential that again. exists is that they could have just put you in a thing that spins you real fast and like had things look like they're about to hit you yeah they could put but one think, of those like where you're yeah. like sucked against the wall Yes, that would be perfect. I, if yeah. anything, that is the real tornado ride. Yeah, where I think they the had us like be attached to the 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 bar the way they are at the end, where they have the the belt, and then the wind was coming at you. So it was like, could you survive? And it was like, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, that's not it's not real. Um I also really love The Wizard of Oz. I watch it every time I was on TV. My mom forced me to watch it. And I love The Wiz and I love mm. Wicked, the book and the musical. I'm yeah. all about it. But I really don't know a lot about tornadoes. Uh <laughs> like you said, mostly about hurricanes. And so I learned some things by nice. the, watching this film and also doing some research for my section. So we're actually going to ask those specific questions that we're trying to get to the bottom of in this series. Uh, and the first one being, does it accurately represent the horrors of a natural disaster? And so when I was watching this film and the credits were about to start, I was like waiting for that title screen that says, based on a true story and that like yeah, Dorothy, same. the device in the film is like a real thing and that scientists are finally able to help predict tornadoes and but there isn't <laughs> there isn't a title nope. screen like that and I was like oh no um, but according to the uh, National Oceanic and Atmospheric uh, Administration they have an article titled uh, NOAA Tornado Scientists Inspired Twister Creators 20 Years Ago and um, in are saying that it might actually be real. So 
In an effort to collect weather data from inside a tornado, NOAA researchers created the two-table tornado observatory called Toto, which is named after Dorothy's little Cute. dog from the movie Wizard of Oz. And she's, it's Dorothy in the thing. Uh, and during the 1970s and 80s, several groups from NSSL, which you're going to cover in your section, and the University of Oklahoma tried to deploy Toto, but never scored a direct hit. So um, they also say that Toto was retired in 1987, but not before it inspired screenwriters Michael Crichton and Anne-Marie Martin to develop a story around a similar device. And so in this film, we have Dorothy, that is this device, I'll put up a picture, uh, (laughs) that houses hundreds of these little sensors that ideally would be released within a tornado. Um, And the whole film is about them chasing the tornadoes in an attempt to get Dorothy in the right place at the right time to get gobbled up by the NATO and distribute all the sensors to gather information about its behavior so that they can helpfully be able to predict it easier and prevent massive destruction because they can then have people evacuate sooner, um, which is lovely. Uh, And that's similar to the device, which is Toto. Um, Furthermore, the film went above and beyond to be as close to scientifically accurate um, while still being entertaining and fun by incorporating real scientists in the script design. So they like consulted with them. Uh, And in that same NOAA article, they say to make sure their script was as realistic as possible. The screenwriters, along with producers Steven Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy, consulted with scientists from the NOAA National Severe Storms Laboratory in Norman, Oklahoma. Several actors, especially Bill Paxton, spent a lot of time at NSSL to get a feel for the coordination needed to be successful in tornado experiments. Actual tornado researchers took many of the actors out on a real tornado chase. So they were like, on the ground, they were like, put us in danger, (laughs) willingly, and we're going to do this. Um, And so if you're like me, and you're wondering if Dorothy and Toto, like, worked or, like, you know, if things work now because of them paving the way. Uh, currently, scientists continue to study tornadoes using different technology to improve prediction and ultimately save lives. Um, these days, they have smaller devices that are easier to deploy in large numbers um, into the tornadoes and have actually successfully collected a wealth of data for this purpose. Nice. Um, so it's like they – it did help. Um, it's still not as, like – it's not the the big answer, right? Like, we're not like, now we can predict them 10 minutes away. Like, a lot of the things yeah. are still up in the air. There's a lot of inaccuracies in the film. They took quite a few liberties. There's, like, mention of, like, he looks, he's like, the sky's going green. And, like, that's not an implication of anything. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. do that. And also, you can't tell the power of a tornado by looking at it. Like, it's actually the way that they predict, they can tell you what category it is is after it's already hit lands. So it's not mm. like you could be like an incoming F4. Like that's not real. Um, yeah. So there's a, even though they got a lot right, there's still a bit that was dr- dramatized for excitement. And so in an article on screenwriter, Screen Rant called uh, Is Twister a True Story? How Accurate the Movie is to Real Storm Chasing by Kara Hidash. They explained that the film took some liberties um, with... our abilities to predict the specific natural disaster, saying the warning in the opening scene mentioned the possibility of an F5 tornado on the way, which is when the 
the big tornado hits Joe's home when she's a child. Um, mm-hmm. And that happens in 1969. So they're saying the strength and winds uh, speed can't be confirmed until after the tornado makes landfall. And their ranking on the Fu- Fujita scale is determined by the amount of damage and track of destruction. So not anything that we can see ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, see in real time. <laughs> yeah. And however, the, the biggest problem is with the opening scene, it was the fact that it took place in 1969 and the Fujita scale wasn't invented until... 1971 because like the dad is like running out of the house and he's like the news said it's gonna be an f5 we gotta get to the thing there was this one like hater article (laughs) that i found that was like here's how things are wrong and one of them was like there's like the f5 winds are going crazy and everything's getting ripped off but the dad still has his hat on and i'm like okay well (laughs) just let the people live um yeah they also uh, mention how the tornadoes were based on some true events, and they cite The Vane, which has an article called Here's Everything They Got Wrong and Right in the movie Twister, and they say uh, that the final film's tornado, which took out Jonas and some of his team, which is um, Carrie Ellis, uh, the competing team of researchers yeah. uh was eerily similar to a tornado that hit El Reno, Oklahoma in 2013. It quickly grew to a record 2.6 miles wide before abruptly changing direction, taking many experienced storm chasers by surprise, and three of the chasers were tragically killed in the event. So, it that's a really sad event that kind of gets pushed away, <laughs> um sadly. Yeah. Uh like they don't they're like we're alive. And they didn't really do anything about the fact that people died. But it is in reference to actual things that happen. Um, and the vein also explains that tornadoes don't occur the way that they do in the film. It says uh, tornado outbreaks don't usually start one day, last all night, and go straight into the next day without stopping. They explode during daytime heating and usually wane through the night, not starting up again until the following afternoon. So <laughs> when Kat and I were watching it, I was like, there's been like seven tornadoes. Like, yeah. this is like an onslaught of like unrelenting so tornado, tornado, tornado until we can, you know, de- and obviously it's like working on movie time. So it's yeah. like cutting out <laughs> like any of the practicality of... Um, of <laughs> that so i get it but yeah it it's i was like this is that's scary like i was definitely like why would anyone live somewhere where there's just like tornadoes every few constant, minutes constant tornadoes but that's not the case yeah <laughs> um it's also noted that the way the characters react during, during the tornadoes were inaccurate and actually not safe or recommended for example we see joe and bill take refuge under a bridge which is super dangerous do yeah. not do that. And like when it, I was watching, yeah. I was like, this is awful. This is not that does not look like what and it's like right there. And they're like, oh, I'm holding on. Like, no, don't do this. Um, also, when one of the bigger NATOs shows up, uh, the group like ushers all those people from the drive in theater into that flimsy building that is just ripped to shreds just like torn apart (laughs) it's like really scary but it's like also very impractical for people who are supposedly scientists who know about tornadoes to just bring people into this flimsy building uh so don't do that and every time they showed a tornado and how they were like running from it or doing stuff i was like screaming at the screen that they need to find a ditch because that's what my brain tells me to do from the minimal training i've had i was like you find you go you find a ditch you get in it (laughs) Because then yeah. it goes over you. So Kat will talk about what you're supposed to do when you're in it. Don't follow this film, Kat. 
who's younger watching this and maybe learn some bad habits. Um, but later we'll learn what you're supposed to do. And hopefully I'm correct and I'm not crazy. In I believe that you're they correct. Inside <laughs> the ditch. The whole time I was like, why are they doing this? They keep running into buildings that are like not good. Um, I do like they get into that one like shed and it's just full of like tools and weapons and just like things that will hurt you. And they're just like, who lives here? <laughs> like <laughs> run away from it. And I was like, that's so real. Like there's no way. Um, the article on Screen Rant also goes on to explain how the film has ultimately affected meteorology. So not only did it inspire a new generation of those interested in science and weather, but it also led to a vast increase in enrollment for meteorology programs. John Knox from the University of Georgia once referred to the increase of enrollment as the twister effect. Fun. So... Similar to Japan Sinks, it's a fun medium, like it's it's fictional, but uh, it is there to highlight the need for scientific discovery and helped actually with funding initiatives. Like because of this yeah. film, people realize there is a need <laughs> to research twisters and tornadoes. So then it, they were easier to get like funding for their um, devices and things to be able to do that. And That's so. Good. It showed, like, the importance while also being fun. Like, it's still silly, but it had a really great impact. And the real scientists, like, real scientists who do this work appreciate the film's impact so much that when Bill Paxton died, they had a little tribute for him where they used their GPS trackers to form the letters BP for Bill Paxton. Isn't that so sweet? Yeah. Like, they were like, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> like making our job like it's it made it cool to be nerds right like to yeah. have like <laughs> like these it was more like a like, thrill-seeking thing that like it was like cool to want to be doing that instead of like yeah you're a nerd go yeah books. like it's it's definitely different from like in the wave where like he's being like dismissed right it was mm-hmm. like no these are cool like action heroes who are doing it for the betterment of society i want to be that i want to be that hero, right like i want to be more of a storm chaser than i would want to be person who looks at rocks (laughs) you know like yeah um so this is to say that even with some of the scientific liberties that are in the film it did have a positive impact on the science community and ultimately achieved a goal similar to the one our protagonists were attempting to do which is to help save lives from tornado Mm -hmm. destruction and so our second question is what is this film trying to teach us about humanity and for me what i really enjoyed about this film watching it like as an older person who's not just like ooh, big like wind (laughs) you know like watching it for like watching its sake uh i really enjoyed the motivations behind the protagonists in this film that it was because they had experienced the horrors of tornadoes and wanted to protect others from it and so they're actively putting their lives on the line to do so and it was really refreshing to what Mm -hmm. i usually assume uh is usually like a a a adrenaline junkie motivated field of work like that like when i watch storm chasers on like history channel or whatever like they're always just like these dudes are like i got a big truck i'm gonna go chase this tornado and it's like no uh these people are like i don't want to lose i don't want anyone else to lose their papa the way i did um and i mean this the group is definitely uh composed of like wacky nerdy fun people who are just like you got to be a little unhinged (laughs) to kind of do this work and get in line of danger but there you can really see their passion was to help other people and i really appreciated that and when they were facing demise at the drive-in like that was supposed to be a really big tornado and they worked 
hard to get everyone to safety. Mm-hmm. It was not the most safe place, but the idea was there. Like they were yeah. like, we know there's this danger. We understand the severity of it and we need to bring everybody in. Like they went out of their way yeah. to save people. Right. And I think mm-hmm. like I also think with the the how angry they were towards their rival Storm Chaser who sold out to Big Weather, um, showed that like they were underdogs with benevolent motives and they weren't in it for the money. Like they yeah. were like, No, we wanna get Dorothy up there and then that guy was like money which is like that's real thing (laughs) there are people who were just doing it for that um and so I thought it was nice to have that be the the villain and not the tornado really you know um and I really love that we have this positive representation of heroic scientists who weren't dismissed by the higher-ups like their challenges were in the work itself not an institution that diminished their needs or the severity of the situation like it's refreshing after watching a series of films where many people were just simply ignored like they just ignored the warning signs for like this impending natural disaster and this one no one doubted that tornadoes were coming (laughs) they were like no that's real and we very much need a way to predict them and so have at it like you're still like that rambunctious team of like misfits but that it wasn't really about like oh we don't get these resources it was actually about like we just have to do the job and I really enjoyed that and so I feel like this film uh also only features the destruction of a town and potential loss of life really minimally like it Mm -hmm. only is at the end and it mostly focus on like these fun action sequences where heroes um, are like, you know, running (laughs) and putting themselves in danger, but also getting out of it and, you know, being lovable. And then they showed us the destruction specifically to remind us of their motivations. Like it wasn't like, look how crazy and dangerous tornadoes are. It's not, you know, gratuitous or spectacle. It was, this is reality. And, and Mm -hmm. to remember that they're not just like wacky storm chasers, they're real people who are affected by natural disasters. And this is why they're putting their lives in danger to help people. Yeah. So now that's, you definitely see that throughout the film. Like the motivation is definitely like wholesome in nature. It is kind of sad though, that they made the villains that like, they really just like, they killed them. And it was like, that they no one cried like it was sad like i was like they need like sure maybe they sold out but yeah they were like rude but they're still people like they weren't yeah exactly means like they also were still trying to put a device in there to predict tornadoes like maybe for money but they were also trying to do the thing like we're on the same team (laughs) like and they just are like that sucks that they died Oh, well, we're going to make out now. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we're not divorced anymore. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Why don't you tell us what the horrors of tornadoes are and how to survive since this film doesn't 100% show yes. us that. So I know that everyone is wondering, what is a tornado? What, what is it, you know? Um, and a tornado is defined by the National Severe Storms Laboratory as a narrow, violently rotating column of air that extends from a thunderstorm to the ground. Because wind is invisible, it is hard to see a tornado unless it forms a condensation funnel made up of water droplets, dust, and debris. Tornadoes can be among the most violent phenomena of all atmospheric storms we experience. So, cool. yeah, it is just very, it's like, I think anything that describes Mother Nature being violent, like weather being violent, 
yeah. reasonable to be scary about it. It's, it's definitely a scary thing. Violence is, like, not positive most of the time. Yeah. Uh, if not all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what do, you, what do you do if you find yourself in a case of wind murder? Like, what is the situation? Uh, if you were to find yourself in the vicinity of a tornado, there are seven things you should never forget. And we thank Weather Channel for their article, Seven Things You Should Never Forget When Tornadoes Strike, for this information. Thank you. Um, yeah. Number one. I also just like really like that there's like lists. I just find it helpful. Uh, figure out a safe place to ride out the storm. The following things aren't safe. A mobile home, car, flimsy building, a.k.a. anything built recently. Yeah. Places that are safe. A sturdy building that has been around for a minute and by existing indicates it has survived tougher things than this tornado. <laughs> it has I have reworded some of the, the <laughs> yes. list for yeah. your enjoyment. Um, number two. Get away from windows and get underground. Windows are your enemy during tornadoes and heavy windfall slash hail. Being near a window puts you at risk for shattered glass or debris hitting you. The safest place is to be as close to the Earth's core that you can get. If inside a building, getting to the basement or centering yourself in a building as much as possible is what you should do. The article describes this as putting as many walls between you and the storm as possible. Um, yeah. Because there are incidents... In instances where uh, a tornado will hit and it'll destroy all the outer walls of a house but uh -huh. the inside walls will remain intact because it's like uh not being sucked away by the wind so yeah. it's just to get like as centered as possible and wherever you are didn't they drive through a house yes this? they did they, they did drive through, through a house. house yeah in florida and i thought that was wild for like hurricanes <laughs> you tape the windows so that they won't mm -hmm. shatter um, but I don't know if that, like, you're just supposed to be away from windows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, like, taping helps, but being away from them is the smartest thing to do, just in case they were to shatter. Um, number three, if a tornado appears while you're on the road, get out of your car and get as far from it as possible. The tornado can use your car as a projectile to attack <laughs> you. So avoiding this is ideal. Find yes. a ditch, as Gabe said, and lower yourself Ooh. as much as possible, covering your head. Never go under an overpass or bridge. or bridge. Don't, because it can, the debris will fall on you. Yeah. Bridges are not very sturdy. Yeah. Like, they are literally just, like, like stood up with physics. Yeah. And if knocked a certain way, will collapse. So yeah. being yeah. under one Don't is not it. smart, mm -hmm. essentially. You want to find a ditch. You want to hide in the ditch. You want to cover your head, which is kind of what they did when they were in the flimsy shelter. The danger with the flimsy shelter, though, is that like the walls can act as projectiles and everything in that building can act as projectiles. Yeah. So it's safer to be in an outside ditch than it would be to be where they were. Yeah. Um, I thought the next one, number four, was pretty like something I just totally did not consider. Put on your shoes and a helmet. Um, this is one that just did not even occur to me. But if... You notice that the weather is getting bad. Putting your shoes on could save you after the fallout of a storm where you might have to walk through debris, nails, glass shards, and splintered wood. Mm -hmm. um, it also recommends putting on like a bike helmet or any kind of helmet as head trauma is common if you take a direct hit from debris that tornado is like thrown around. Um, I do not own a bike helmet, so not. I don't think Maybe. I am at imminent risk of wind attack but maybe we'll buy one now that this has made been Just made apparent case. to me 
Um, I remember this one, number five, keep your pets on a leash or a carrier and bring them with you. When we were watching the film and they just straight up left the dog yeah. when they could have picked up the dog, I was upset. Because it was little. So, it was little dog. Yeah, like that's a blow away in the wind dog. Like I think all dogs will blow away in the wind, but this is a little dog. Little dog is not going to, through its weight and gravity, stay on the earth. So <laughs> you need to pick up your animals and take them with you. They're a part of your family. Um, and honestly, if you don't consider them part of your family, don't have pets. Like you yeah. need to take care of them. They're not just like expendable little thingamabobs. They're not stuffed. Like they're alive and have emotions and you don't want them to die. Just feel yeah. like the aunt in like later, who's the actress who plays the grandma in True Blood. She had her dog with her. Mm-hmm. She kept her and he was able to help her because he barked. Yeah, they're able to get the dog out. And, like, yeah, he barked to, like, indicate where she was, which is, like, a big deal. So take your pets with you. Don't be bad. Save your friends. Uh, Number six, don't leave your home and try to drive away from a tornado. This is another instance where cars are not what you want to be doing. That's why I think the fact that they use cars to chase these tornadoes is crazy. Yeah. Um, It does say in the articles that their cars could, like... That if it was this the level of tornado that they mentioned, that their car would have just been like flung, like they would not mm-hmm. be just chilling there. Yeah. So tornadoes can live cars. Being a car is not a good place to be. Uh, tornadoes also shift quickly, and being stuck in traffic or even being perpendicular to the tornado could result in you being unexpectedly swept away because they shift position. Mm-hmm. Being in a house is much safer. Being in a ditch is much safer. Like abandon your vehicle. Kind of like when we saw on the wave, like the car and the traffic is only going to get in the way of you getting to where you need to be. We have legs or the ability, like hopeful, like you need to find a way, Uh even wheelchair rolling your way out of there. You need to like get away from your car. Mm -hmm. Um, Number seven, know your severe weather terms. So there's a bunch of different terms for the kinds of watches that exist for tornadoes so you have a severe thunderstorm watch that means conditions are conducive to the development of severe thunderstorms in and around your area um that can produce hail at least three-fourths of an inch in diameter and or wind gusts for at least 58 miles per hour severe thunderstorm warning is issued when a severe thunderstorm has been observed by spotters or indicated on radar and it's like imminent so Mm. Basically, like, it's happening. Tornado watch conditions are favorable for the development of severe thunderstorms and multiple tornadoes Tornadoes in and around the area is, like, on watch. People in the affected areas are encouraged to be as vigilant, vigilant and prepared as possible. Tornado warning. A tornado has been seen. It has been spotted. It is on the radar. It's on its way. It's coming it for you. It is on its way. It has your number. Yes. So bathtub in Gabe's case with mattress. Smart. You need to get is like far away from. That's also why they say basement because you want to be away from windows. Mm -hmm. um, And there generally aren't a lot of windows in your basement. Uh, So after that list, now we know what to do. Why are they scary and how likely are they to affect us? Um, Basically, the reason that they're scary is that there's no running from them for real. Like if your house exists in the light of a tornado, there's no way to like pick up your house and go. Um, there's also this unpredictability that plays a role since there's not a lot of uh, time 
to react. Like you can kind of be aware that it's possible, but if a tornado lands directly on your house, there's not much you can do to save your house. Like you can potentially save yourself, but like the damage will have been done at that point. Um, And the tracking itself is less fine tuned than other storms. So like we don't have as much ability to track in a precise way, exactly where tornadoes are going to land. Um, and the formation can happen unexpectedly, uh, and the damage can remove a roof, throw a car, destroy a neighborhood. Uh, the severity of the storm is like it very large. It can destroy a lot of things. Yeah, and the fact that we can't even say how strong it is until it's happened. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was bad. <laughs> now we know. And it's like, yeah, you don't know if it's like tornado that moves a few carts in a Walmart parking lot, or a tornado that can like destroy mm-hmm. everything in its path. Um, so in an article, how do tornadoes form by NOAA Skylinks, all weather, all about weather, uh, it kind of depends, it kind of goes into depend on where you're located. So there are lots of areas where a tornado, like anywhere a tornado can happen, but there are areas that are more like common for them to happen. Specifically, my guess is cause it's like flat, mm-hmm. uh, so the U.S. seems to be a hotbed for tornadoes with over 1,000 recorded each year, specifically in Tornado Alley located in the Midwest. While any state is able to have tornadoes, some states are hit harder. Specifically in 2011, Alabama was struck with an EF5 term- tornado, which is classified as the most intense a tornado can be. Um, and like now that you kind of like, how can you realistically prepare for something so sudden? Like we gave you the list, but it's something that, like understanding the path and how it's set up is important. So knowing that like areas that you're in are more susceptible. There are conditions that make tornadoes more likely to occur. Uh, The kicker is it's hard to tell when, where, how intense or how many tornadoes a thunderstorm can create. So the conditions that are ripe for tornadoes, I keep almost saying tomatoes and I know (laughs) I don't, I don't know why my mouth just just can't say words. Uh, Tornadoes, when the air becomes very unstable, the winds hit at different altitudes, blowing in different directions or at different speeds, a condition called wind shear. Um, And the first result is a large thunderstorm. Inside a huge thundercloud, warm and humid air is rising while cool air is falling along with rain or hail. All these conditions can result in rolling, spinning air currents inside of a cloud. Although the spinning column of air starts out horizontal, it can easily go vertical and drop down out of the cloud. When it touches the ground, it's a tornado. It is a big problem to do anything within its path. Uh, the wind inside the spinning column of some tornadoes are the fastest of any on earth. They have been clocked at over 300 miles per hour. Sometimes the spinning column of air lifts off the ground then touches back down some distance along its path. It's very like willy nilly. Like it kind of goes wherever it wants to go. Uh, And there's some instances where it'll destroy one person's house and not the house directly next to it because it goes up, comes back down. Um, so it like, I guess if you're trying to rationalize it, it's like, why us? Like, why did it hit our house, not their house? Um, why does this exist in the first place? Yeah. Um, and it makes me think of Avatar The Last Airbender, because I feel like people gave Aang a lot of crap about like needing the other elements because airbenders like can't murder good. And that's not true. Like wind is very powerful. 
Yeah. I think that's evident with the existence of tornadoes that they can just destroy things like so quick. So it just reminded me of that. I just remember like I watched with my brother recently and he was like, he needs to learn the other elements because like air doesn't do enough. And I was like, Nah, air can mess. You can just steal Sit the down air out of someone's watch lungs. Twister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're right. Gonna pause Avatar. We're gonna put out the <laughs> Twister, and you're gonna learn to respect nature. <laughs> yeah, respect air. Respect and it's just like, elements. yeah, you can be very powerful with air. You don't see till Korra that it can be made into like a giant tornado. I think, but like that's a thing. You can literally steal the air out of somebody's lungs. That's mm-hmm. not that that happens in a tornado, but specifically, <laughs> they gave him a lot of slack. Or, uh, like, flack, I guess is the correct term. Uh, It just rhymes. Uh, But, like, they gave him a lot of flack, where it was like, you need all these other ones because air is not going to cut it. And I don't think that that's true based on the information that I've been given through this adventure. Mm -hmm. Air is very powerful. And if anything, it's the most channeled and stressful element that seems to exist. Yeah, I also think scared of wave, but air. They're kind of, like, long, too. Like, with earthquakes, it's like you can still have them. Like, they, you get, like, the afterquakes uh-huh. and things like that that you have to worry about. But it's, like, tornadoes, it's just, like, they're, like, hopping around. And it's, like, you don't uh-huh. know how many, like, you even said, you don't know how many are going to be in that one thunderstorm. Yeah. I can't and like, imagine insurance in Thunder Alley, or a Tornado Alley. Yeah. And it's just scary, yeah, because it's, like, if you're existing in these places that, like, it could happen. And at least, like, if you have tornado insurance you can rebuild but like that's a process in of itself how long are you going to be without your home mm-hmm. like what it, like it's a big thing to consider i guess in like settling in these areas and it's just scary yeah for big it talk is. it's just scary because it could destroy everything it's big strong it's big strong yes yeah uh yeah i think i i really enjoyed this series I think it, it was really different <laughs> to do. Yeah. Um, it was something we wanted to do for a long time, so I'm glad we finally got to do it. Uh, but it definitely reignited some fears and had me realizing, like, how many natural disasters I have actually survived and, like, you know, being thankful yeah. for that um, and knowing that there's a lot of people who are still being hurt. Like, this is not something that just goes away. It's not like... And it's actively getting worse because of climate change and because of the way that we treat the environment. So uh, we're only going to have worse things to deal with in the coming times. So um, I think it's super important for people to be knowledgeable in this. So I'm hoping that, you know, you listeners and viewers get something out of this, like you're entertained by the films, but like that we are similar to Japan Sinks and uh, Twister in that we're entertaining you and also telling you <laughs> what to do and telling you the importance of science and, like, yeah. geology and meteorology. Like, <laughs> go to school. Do it. That'd be cool. Also, just, like, be respectful of the planet. Mm-hmm. It is doing stuff. And we need to make sure that it does not murder us all. So be nice to it. Like, yes. by taking care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah well that was that's uh our natty zasters so i'm gonna call I refuse them for the rest to say of my it. life you gotta say it once <laughs> no for me come on just one, one time natty da- zasters is that yeah. what you call them? <laughs> yes. ridiculous like, like natty light 
you know? Yeah. You know? I, 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 mean, I, I got it immediately, the connection. <laughs> I just, I'm glad it's not stupid. It's very ridiculous. I mean, it's stupid, but not like yeah. un- ununderstandable stupid. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. That closes out that. Uh, next month we're doing... Mental health. A bit more, yeah, uh, you know, serious. This is serious too, but like um, hopefully have fun, but also educate and inform. It's Mental Health Awareness mm-hmm. Month uh, for May. And so we want to be intentional about what we're going to talk about. So be stay tuned for that. We have some really good like mind trip <laughs> like films that hopefully do a good job of, of, of evoking empathy and putting you into the shoes of protagonists and understanding the severity of certain mental health issues and hopefully, you know, inspiring compassion for that. Uh, mm-hmm. And also like to talk about the real things that people are dealing with. Um, and so we'll also like, we'll have some guests and then it'll also just be us. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this series. If you have, remember to like and subscribe. Uh, leave us a comment. If you have survived a tornado or if you know things about tornadoes you want to tell us, uh, we would love to hear hear from you. So please shoot us an email yes. if you'd like, thegoolsnextdoor at gmail.com and let us know what your experiences are. Cool. Well, don't get married. Don't get married. Or your kids. Or your kids will fight tornadoes to yeah, avenge your you death. Got, yeah, because you got blown away. But your hat was on. Yeah. He could have just, like, stepped back because they weren't getting blown away. Yeah. He could have just let the yeah. door do the door. Like, even when the door went, he was, like... He could have just jumped down. He, he could have just stayed down. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I don't know. Your needless death. It was there to inspire this heroic meteorologist who is going to chase, chase storms and avenge your death. Nice. Nice. For wind murder. Well, yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.